Hey everyone, welcome back for season eight of the Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And this is episode 135. We're so glad that you have joined us. We are back after taking a little break uh, over the holidays, um, starting a new series yesterday, digging into some new things. Um, Hopefully you've had some time to reflect on the book of Revelation, which was the last time we talked to you guys was uh, finishing up the book of Revelation. Um, But today we're going to dig into um, how God has given us the gift of families. That's what we're talking about over the next few weeks here at Lafayette First. Um, But before we start that, Derek, is is there anything that um, you have thought about over the last couple of weeks that um, God might be working in you? Before we dig into Family Matters stuff, um, just something after... You know, we've had some space between yeah, yeah. us and Book Revelation and things like that. Any anything that comes to the top of your mind? Yeah, so <clears throat> that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, part of what is at the top of mind for me these days is uh, what God. I feel like God gave us and uh, gave me for our church uh, for this year and and actually the next two years. Mm-hmm. In, in our theme, which is um, sent to serve, it's based on Matthew chapter nine, <clears throat> yeah. uh, thirty-five to thirty-eight. Our main uh, memory verse this right now is nine thirty-six. It says, "When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were distressed and dejected, like sheep without a shepherd." Yeah, and so. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I just felt like God w- gave me that text and and showed me um, how we need to have His heart mm-hmm. um, for the crowd, for the you know when He saw them, He had compassion on them. It's yeah. it His first reaction, right, mm-hmm. um, was to have compassion on them, and and I think that's you know what He desires for us to have. The pastor continues to say that you know. Um, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. So yeah. pray to the Lord of the harvest that you know, there may be more workers. Yeah. So um, his, as he was talking to his disciples at that point, wanted them to be workers, but also pray for more yeah. know, and, um, and trust the Lord in that. So I think that's our call as the church, not just Lafayette First, but the Big C Church. Mm-hmm. To have the heart of Christ and to, you know, work mm-hmm. in a way and pray in a way that um, that calls us to the people, to mm-hmm. the masses, to the crowd, to reveal God's heart to them. And so yeah. that idea of we're, we're sent by God to serve um, will permeate, I pray, our church calendar. Mm-hmm. Um you know, what we speak on every opportunity we have, yeah. uh, whether it's a Sunday morning, um, Wednesday night, you know, those kind of things. And so um, that is something the Lord is just welling up in me, even yeah. still, you know, finding, finding my own opportunities to not just get to know people, um, but to find opportunities to help them see Christ and to mm-hmm. know Christ and and uh, you know that kind of thing. So you know that's something the Lord's doing to me. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, yeah. One of one of the things that God's really been um, impressing on me. I've been going through uh, this guided Bible study um, 
just talking about how it, it kind of dovetails with our whole sent to serve thing, but um, just how every single thing that we do has purpose, mm-hmm. like um, that God God gives us purpose in everything, and um, and I think sometimes, at least I think this way, and I think other people will think this way too, but um, sometimes I think the the church things that I do are the things that God has given me purpose in. But God, because I'm a follower of Christ, because I am uh, identified with Him and marked by the Holy Spirit, every single thing I do, when I'm driving home to my house from the office, when I'm at the grocery store, when I'm sitting in the living room with my wife and kids, when I'm you know, going to the gas station, whatever it is, there is some sort of purpose in it. And, um, and it really, it, it takes that, I think it takes that shift from, um, it's so easy to just do things mindlessly and just like, you know, yeah, I'm pumping gas, but it's really helped me to think more now, um, not that I want to become the weird guy that at the gas pump that's like, hey, how's it going? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> talking yeah. to people, but just... Let me let me be aware of my surroundings. Sure. What is there an opportunity here right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it, it's just been really helpful to think, th- start thinking that way more. Um, just because <clears throat> the, it, it's the the gospel is too important to not be aware of what's going on around mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's one of the things that I've just been learning in this in this Bible study uh, that I'm going through. It's called. Uh, gospel-centered work is, mm-hmm. is what it's called, and uh, and just thinking about all of life as centered around the gospel, and not just as Americans, especially as a man, <laughs> really good at compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. you know, this is the my my work part. Mm-hmm. This is where my Christian life part, where God wants me to do these things. This is my family life. No, it's just one compartment, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it all works together in there, and it all gets stirred up like a gumbo or something. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, just just thinking differently, changing perspective on that is what God's been um, been impressing on me. And I think it was great for me to start that study coming out of the Book of Revelation because it, it we we see how important it is mm-hmm. in Revelation that there is this ultimate reality <clears throat> that yeah. that we're all working toward, and so. Let, let me do the work that God has called me to do now mm-hmm. so that we can celebrate at the end there. Great. That's good, man. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. All right. So let's dig into Family Matters, which is our yeah. new series. So yesterday um, we started this by looking at Deuteronomy chapter 6, which, you know, it, for most people that have any history in church, they've at least heard part of this before. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, yeah, they may not know where from where yeah, it comes. Yeah, may not know where it comes yeah. from, but um, they've probably heard part of it before, uh, because parts of this are reiterated by Jesus in the mm-hmm, New Testament. Mm-hmm. So that 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 may be where they've heard it before and yeah. not realize that it came from the Book of Deuteronomy. Um, but we talked about how God has given us the gift of family, and yet coming off of what we just talked about in the month of January, for the vast majority of us, if not all of us there is some sort of baggage attached to our family experience. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be big baggage, it could be small baggage, but um, there's some kind of baggage attached to that. So help help set the stage for us. Uh, I I thought you did a great job. I was telling you before we started, you did a great job of drawing this tension between the fact that um, God God gave us families as this incredible gift, but there's also a lot of challenges that come with our families Mm -hmm. as well because it, it is our closest relationships usually. Uh, at some yeah. point in our lives. So 
we're people and we're going <laughs> to bump and and you know uh, bump up against other each other. So help us understand kind of that initial starting point of families are a gift, but families are also a challenge. Yeah, I, I truly believe this. You know, I have I have seen family be the greatest blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have seen family be the hardest challenge. Yeah. Uh, in my own life, and being a pastor, and and having counseling background, and all that, in the lives of others, um, and then just in our world too, mm-hmm. um, I think one encouraging thing is that we're on level ground there a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, you know, various baggage, like you said, is you know different sizes or or weights, if you will. Yeah, uh, but. We all have it, you know. We're all we're all playing from the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, whether position. it's a, to use our uh, to use a uh, airline theme, it could be a carry on or it could be something you have to check. And yeah, pay but extra we all for. have we <laughs> yeah. all have it. Yeah. Um, and so and so do I, you know, as a, as a pastor. That yeah, I think a lot of times people, I you know, somehow think that people like us, you know, because of the nature of our job and our calling and mm-hmm. those kind of things. That we don't have those things, you know, and it's if like, only no, that were true. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. we do, we do, because we, the people in our life are are in in us. We're people. We're yeah, we're messy. Even the things in Scripture that God intended, you see that the, the very people He gave it to by word of mouth, not just like you know in His in the Scriptures like we have it, right. but like. They were literally with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like when he spoke to Moses and said, and told Moses to say this. Yeah, and Moses says, uh, "You know, Shema, or listen, hear, O Israel." Mm -hmm. Moses heard that directly from the mouth of God. Yeah, and those people didn't do it. Yeah, it didn't take long for them to not do it. Yeah, and even Adam and Eve. You know, God created this beautiful, wonderful thing, but sin entered into the world, and right away. It marred yeah. the relationships there. You've got relationship between Adam and Eve that was marred. That's what God said. He says, you know, Eve, you're going to desire your husband, and he's going to, you know, uh, have pain working the ground. I mm-hmm. mean, like, life's going to be tough now. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have pain in childbirth. Like, it's not going to be easy. You yeah. guys, you know, there's consequences here. Yeah. Um, and so sin marred that, but then right away, the very first two um, children of Adam and Eve, we mm-hmm. see that Cain and Abel, this sibling rivalry, turned to murder. Yeah. So everybody's got baggage. Hopefully, you don't have murder in yours. But uh, yeah. But for the very first time, they did. So what was intended to be <clears throat> and established to be this amazing f- uh, factory, mm-hmm. if you will, is kind of the word I used of ensuring that we're following our God real quick it became this place of the greatest challenges. So I think that's true of all of us, no matter what stage of family you're in. You Mm -hmm. know, um, oftentimes family series will focus on wherever the speaker's at with his family. So, yeah, I mean, we have... Challenges in our own little family, raising four children, mm-hmm. various ages that they're in. It's mostly just life is so stinking busy. Yeah, I feel that's that. the biggest <laughs> challenge. You know that. Mm-hmm. 
you're a little further along with adolescence. So but it's still busy. <laughs> that's a new challenge in yeah. and of itself. Yeah, which absolutely. We're, we're, we're tiptoeing into that. But, like, you know, no matter where you're at with your, either your nuclear family, your, your you know, uh, immediate family, or extended or whatever, there, there are challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we have... Uh, parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents as a part of our congregation. Yeah. There's all challenges there, no matter what cha- what what stage of that you're in. So, yeah, I think there that tension is there. You know, it is it is intended to be a gift, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there are a lot of challenges there. But then the good news is we can do things... We can work to get back that perspective of mm-hmm. God intended this to be a gift. Um, and so how can we get back there? Because I think, and we talked about this a moment ago uh, before we started recording. I think a lot of it is just perspective change. Yeah. Like a, like a just slight turn of the dial. If we would just like see it as a gift rather than wallow mm-hmm. <clears throat> in all the misery or all the things that are negative or all the things that are that are bad yeah and i think i think that's this is you know the subject of families is a perfect example like a a microcosm if you will of all of christian life that paul talks about the renewing of our mind that it sometimes it takes the, the situation may be exactly the same from point a to point b but our our perspective or our outlook on that situation has changed it's been sanctified by by what god's doing in our lives and so instead of coming to you know for this for purposes here say you you're going to a family get together and get together going oh you know i don't want to be around these people too mm-hmm. i know this is going to be a challenge but let's try to find the good in it mm-hmm. you know like so that's you're still going to the same family get together but the perspective has changed and yeah it's, it's important it's how you look at it yeah you know, um, sometimes easier said than done. The baggage of is heavy. Of course, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, the trauma related to that is yeah. just insurmountable at times. I understand that, but if you can pray and ask God to help you begin to see it in those yeah. ways, I think you're absolutely right. Where where something that seems so burdensome mm-hmm. before, because you 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 see it as. Um, you know, well, this is going to be said, it's going to get political, or it's, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever. You Fill know. in the blank. Yeah, yeah, whatever your your bent is, or whatever, or somebody's going to fight, or they're going to bring up old, the old, the past, or they're going to say something dumb, and, you know, or whatever. Yeah, and they may. And then I think this dovetails into the sent-to-serve mentality. is mm-hmm. like, if we can say, you know what, but that's my family that God gave me. Yeah. And... Right now, you know, and this is a lot of people's reality. Right now, I'm the only one following Christ. I'm the only one in church, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that may be. You know, maybe God wants to be a, be a part of this to yeah. redeem it and to be sent to serve there. You know, yeah. that's my mission field, right. if you will. And um, and and He's put me in this family for a reason. Yeah, I think that that simple <clears throat> shift in mentality. Helps us to like, okay, there's more to it here. Absolutely. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, we're not putting on rose tinted glasses. No, 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 no. We're not, not saying to overlook blatant sin. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're saying. But 
our we are in control of our emotional responses to those things. Yeah, <laughs> you know? we are. Yeah, and so you know, I think just that that turn of the dial can be uh, be helpful. I mean, at the end of all this, like, and we'll talk about this as we look at each point. Mm-hmm. We can't do this apart from the Lord, right? You know, but I, I do think about there are a few really good examples. One, the best probably of somebody that had family baggage mm. is Joseph. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, coat of many colors. Yep. Number one, he had his own baggage because you know, God gave him these dreams, but man, he, he, uh, he was real arrogant about it. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> just, he liked to talk about it. Yep. You know? and it was like, well, all y'all going to bow down to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, you know, they were like, oh, no, we're not. Yeah. And, Actually, <laughs> but yeah. all the turmoil he went through, and it's like a thirty-year, maybe forty-year period, uh, from him being sold into slavery by his brothers, and you know, um, made to look as if he had died. Yeah. Um, to you know him being second in command of all of Egypt, all of yeah. the stores of Egypt, and you know, you know, and, and you know, a level of power mm-hmm. that that only Pharaoh had. So that, you know, that's a long time. It's 30 years of baggage, 30 years of difficulty or whatever. But what happens when his brothers come to visit him because they need Mm -hmm. something and they don't know it's him. Right. You know, he, his perspective changes. Right. His perspective changed from, look at all that you did wrong to me Mm -hmm. to, yeah, it actually wasn't you Mm -hmm. that did those things. God did it. God God allowed it, yeah, and it became good. Absolutely, and I think one of the things that that I'm so thankful for in Genesis there is that when when they first come, you, we get to see the emotion that Joseph goes through. Sure, in that moment of he just weeps. Yeah, he yeah. weeps like he has to he has to excuse himself from the room. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't, I can't let them see what I'm going through right mm-hmm. now. And so it's it's not to say we'll just fall after God and everything will be fine. Like right. that's not that's not what we're saying. Um, because we're still going to face really difficult things. It was, I, I imagine it was of all the things that Joseph went through, I imagine the most difficult thing that he did was to have to change his perspective when he sees, mm-hmm. he, he sees his brothers walking in yeah. and you can imagine the, the human part of Joseph, all of these emotions well enough mm-hmm. and, and he chooses to trust the Lord yeah. and fall after God instead of doing what he absolutely could have done. He had yeah. the power to just have them executed on the spot, right? Mm-hmm. But he chooses to fall after God. And so you, I think the fact that we get to see that there was, it wasn't just like they walked in and Joseph was like, oh, these are my brothers. Cool. Glad they're here. Yeah. You know? Hey, it's me, your bro. You yeah. Know? yeah. He he struggled with it. And it's it was, it was a, a difficult situation for him to work through, but he trusted the Lord. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. And what we'll see, he trusted the Lord, but he also trusted that God established his family. Like Absolutely. family was so important. Yeah. And it was through that family that, you know, so much of God's promises would be fulfilled. Right. Yeah. Not now I don't know that Joseph knew all that, but sure. But he knew you know, he knew the heart of the commands of God that mm-hmm. that eventually, you know, Moses uh, pinned in, yeah. in this passage in Deuteronomy. Yeah. He knew, you know, the Lord and <clears throat> he trusted the Lord. And because he trusted the Lord, you know, this this thing came to bear mm-hmm. in the life of his family of, of 
this perspective change. Yeah. You know? And I think I think the greatest line in all of that, and I think it applies to everything else we're talking about, is when Joseph said, what the enemy meant for evil, God is using it for, for good. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's where that's where we can hang our hat, hang our perspective, is that bad things are going to happen. We, we live in a world that is marred by sin. <clears throat> and what the enemy would mean for evil, what the enemy would love for us to just hold on to and be upset about and cause us to you know, inflict harm on others, what the enemy meant for evil, God can use it for good. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's, a, that's a, a great place to hang our hat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Paul tells us that, you know, yeah. He says um, in a similar fashion, he reiterates this idea of what Joseph was conveying is mm-hmm. that what, you know, what, what you intended for evil, God intended for good. Um, and, and that's what, and we quoted, I quoted this in the scripture yesterday, or the, in the message yesterday, mm-hmm. when trying to explain um, um, how the Old Testament promises kind of are sifted through who yeah. Christ is and they become, you know, you get the heart of it. And, and Paul tells us that in Romans 8 that, you know, um, kind of, you know, like everything that you face is, um, you know, God uses it, you know, for, for good and for, mm-hmm. for his glory. And, um, and so, you know, all things and, and that, that, that could even be the tough things. Sure. Yeah. But God, you know, they're, they're for our good and, and for his glory, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. Yeah, very good. So then let, let's dig into the passage yesterday um, about what the reasons why uh, God established the family uh, as a part of creation. Yeah, so our text was Deuteronomy, but I did want to do kind of a quick, like, here's what happened in Genesis. You mm-hmm. know, um, uh, God created all things. He thought saw that they were good. He created Adam. He's placing Adam over, um, you know, all the plants, all the animals, and you know, he's he's naming them. But in all that, you know, nothing was uh, a, a suitable helper, yeah. right? A suitable companion, a suitable helper. And so God puts him to sleep, takes his rib, forms woman, and you know, Adam. This beautiful declaration: "This is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh." You know, God has given me this this companion you know and and at that moment the mm-hmm. family yeah was was started was established and then you know down the line Adam and Eve you know, have their children and 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 this nuclear family this 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 you know that it's it's how God intended be fruitful and multiply yeah and fill the earth and subdue it that's that's what he established to accomplish that. Yeah. It's a beautiful gift. It's this beautiful, holy even is what I said, holy thing. You mm-hmm. know, it's this set apart thing. Now, of course, sin marred it. Yeah. I mean, our decisions marred it. You know, the civil uh, rivalry, all that. But God established that initially. And so that that brings us to this moment where, where Moses is you know, conveying to this new generation of people. Mm-hmm. What God's expectations are, He's helping them get ready to go into the promised land. Yeah. If you remember, we didn't talk about this yesterday, but if you remember this: this is the group of people that made it out of that forty years, right? Mm-hmm. These are the children and grandchildren yeah. of the people who were who did come out of Egypt and had to wander in the desert yeah. because they didn't want to go 
trust God into the promised land. The first generation of Israelites not born in slavery. That's right. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So that's what uh, Deuteronomy, the whole name of the book, means second law. Mm-hmm. And so it's this, It's most of it's the same. It's just this second giving of the law yeah. to this new group of people that really the fact that, that God through Moses had to give them this again means the first generation didn't do their job of right. passing it along. Yeah. So you get to this passage where Moses is, I mean, God, first of all, but you know, Moses through divine revelation from the Lord says, here's how you use the, your families mm-hmm. to keep this going so that your ancestors aren't in the same predicament you're in. Right. And, and all that's not, like explicitly there, it's not sure, he it's said implied, those things, yeah. but that that's what's happening. Yeah, and and what we find is that they fail to do it as well. Yeah, but God, in His infinite wisdom, says, "Hey, we already have this factory, if you will. Yeah, this this system to make sure that these things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's that's what I wanted to share from that passage is that, you know." basically four things. The Lord established the family for four reasons, and we see in the passage. The first is so that these people would follow his ways, right? Yeah. Because you got a group of people that are having to relearn things because their family didn't pass it on yeah. the things they should, you know? So he's like, hey, you've got this family. You've got this nuclear family. Uh, you've got, you know, the Israelites. You have your own family. And he, he mentions your son and your grandson. So it's not just, you know, just that, Mom, dad, kids. It's mom, you know, dad, kids, grandkids, great yeah. grandkids. The 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 expectation, the job, everything that we should do is is teaching the generations to continue to trust in the Lord. Right. Um, this passage uh, has in it this um, this ritual, if you will, mm. this this saying, this ritualistic saying that did find its way into generations of Israelites. Yeah. But what happens often is that that kind of thing became just a rote religious exercise rather than a transformative way of living. Sure. But uh, uh, the the Hebrew word for listen, where, where, where um, Moses says, listen, O Israel, hear, O Israel. <clears throat> that word in Hebrew is Shema, mm-hmm. and it, it means... Listen, but it, but it's more uh, as most Hebrew words. They're they're packed. Yeah, lots of meaning. There's yeah. just a lot of meaning in these words. It's not just you know, have audio waves enter your ears, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's listen and respond. It's yeah. our we would say obey. You yeah. know, our um, that there's not a Hebrew word for obey, but yeah, this it's like a call to action. Yeah. yeah, it's there's, not passive listening. That's right. Yeah. It's active active listening. Yeah. So. Uh, listening with action. He tells them the action in just a few moments. Mm-hmm. But this Shema was something that, and as the scripture tell, we read it, uh, the Lord instructed them to put it on their hands, mm-hmm. on their heads, and they did that. They put it, uh, Israelites, you know, uh, they would place these in these little boxes, and this mm-hmm. Shema was written down and, yeah. and scrolled up, you know, rolled up and placed in these uh, phylacteries um, on the head and on the hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it was on the doorposts and the lentils, all that. Yeah. And so so they did the religious 
exercise, right. but it didn't pass from one generation to the next, mm-hmm. like the actual heart of it, right. you know. Um, but that's what the Lord established the family for is so that um, his ways could be known among mm-hmm. all generations. It's, it's the same command as uh, was given to uh, Adam and Eve in the garden. Yeah. Uh, uh, fill and subdue the earth, um, you know, multiply yeah. and, um, and, and all that, that, that um, command, that Genesis mm-hmm. command, that Genesis mandate of, yeah. of be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. is being parsed out here in right. this. You know, it's like more it's, specifically God saying, this is how you do it. Yeah. And it's not just be fruitful and have a bunch of kids, but it's be fruitful spiritually. Yeah. Like grow and have a learn. bunch of kids. Yeah. And instill these things yeah. into them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Um, so that was the first thing that we talked about. The second mm-hmm. idea is that the uh, Lord established the family so that their lives would be prolonged and prosperous. This is a little hard. It had to be a little more technical in, in how you understand mm-hmm. this. But, but the text says, if you follow these things, you will live a long life. Yeah. And it says you will prosper. Like you'll... Right. Multiply, increase is the what the word means. Uh, multiply greatly it means to increase or expand. So there, there was this promise. Now, there's several times in the Old Testament there's this idea of yep. you'll live long. A lot of times, most of the times, it's related to how long they would live in the promised land. Mm-hmm. It's like right. I'm giving you this land, and this that's pent up in this sure. this command right here. I'm giving you this land. And the way you keep this land for a long time is to follow me, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Now, that's an Old Testament, Old Covenant, right? You know, uh, way of way of thinking mm-hmm. um, that there's this give and take. There's this: if you will do this, there will be a reward. You yeah, know, this blessings and reward, and you see it all throughout the yeah, Old it's Testament. It's all throughout the Old Testament, yeah. Um, and we have to be careful. That we don't just bring that over right. automatically to the to the way we live now, mm-hmm. because that means we are totally not paying attention to Jesus, right, and His new covenant. Yep. And so it's very technical. It's very hard to understand because some some stuff you do take over, some you don't. Yeah. Like, how do you figure all that out? But right. Part of that is you, you want to take the heart of it, but you got to sift it through Jesus mm-hmm. and the new covenant. Jesus came, he says, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill it. I didn't come to abolish it or to do away with it. I came to fulfill it. So a basic way of understanding that is that all of these promises are complete in Mm -hmm. Christ. That's what the word fulfill means. They're complete in him. He is now the object of those things. So um, our promise is not necessarily a promised land. We, We right. We, we do have a promise of an eternal uh, land. Mm-hmm. And even that promise is, is wound up and built up right into who Christ is. Yeah. But I think the heart of that idea of living long and prosperous and all that is is that same Romans 8 mentality mm-hmm. of, you know, it's, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. Yeah. It's like, hey, you'll have long meaningful life if you live this way Mm -hmm. because of christ and what he's done yeah um well i think too that like there are several promises from the old testament from the old covenant 
that are reiterated and translated by Jesus into the new covenant. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and I think the, I think it it's, it boils down to understanding that there there are two covenants there. That there yeah. was an old covenant, Jesus completed that covenant. Mm-hmm. That one's set to the side, and there's a new covenant now. Yeah. We have a new one, and that's the one that applies to us yeah. as followers of Christ. And um, and I think it's important to this is where knowing scripture is important for us yeah. that we have to understand which ones are reiterated and mm-hmm. which ones are continued through Jesus. Well, and, and I think I think even uh, I, and I totally get what you're saying, but I, I would refrain from saying it's set to the side because I think what happens is like it gets sifted. And, sure. Yeah, yeah. And and it's still it's still there. Yeah. But the heart of it's there, not the the. Nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts, which, <laughs> yeah. in some ways, those do get set to the side, which I sure. think is what you're saying. But that, that you know, I, I don't, yeah, you know, I th- I really just think that's, you know, how how we see it because I grew up in a church that was confusing on all this. Sure, yeah. you know, because and they didn't really have a mechanism to help us understand what comes over and what doesn't. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I think part of it is, and, and I had to grow in understanding this, is that. It all comes over, but it just it tr- it transforms differently through Christ. Yeah, you know, and and that that was helpful to me. I don't may, may not be helpful to anybody else, but sure, no, that makes a lot of to sense. Me. Yeah, it makes but sense. in that there are certain things that do, you know, that no longer apply to us. You know, mm-hmm. we get to eat bacon. Yeah, know? that's I mean, right. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, what I mean, like, yeah. mm-hmm. which and shrimp, and you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like that, which I love shrimp. That's so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Those are the types of things that that are set aside in a way. Yeah. Know? But but the heart of it is still all there. And right. the heart of like you'll live long was like I think was still the quality of it, not the quantity. But mm-hmm. they, they look to the qual- quantity. Right. Oh well I'll obey my parents mm-hmm. so that I get more so years. that I can live longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not the point. I don't think right. it was ever the point. Yeah. I think it's I'll obey my parents so that I can have meaningful life, however long it is. Yeah, and I think you have to say this because, like, you know, what if what if someone? Um, well, I mean, gosh, I know, I know people that have, um, I know people that have lived their life for the Lord and died mm-hmm. unexpectedly, or you know, sure. I got cancer or whatever. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Like, well, I both I obeyed my parents, you know. Right. And so if you just take it over just as it is, you know, yeah, like live long or in the land or whatever, mm-hmm. there's a big question mark then. Right. You it's know, not a one-to-one ratio. Did, yeah. but, but what that person lived out was the quality of living with Christ. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, you know, it's Romans 8 that says, you know, all things, cancer mm-hmm. is for my good and for his glory, yeah. you know. Yeah, and that's it's, hard. It's really hard for us because we want to read our definition of good <coughs> into that that's verse, right. and it, and we don't have we don't have a divine perspective. It's the that same God thing does. Joseph said when he says, "Absolutely, you intended evil toward me. Mm-hmm. God used that evil in in a good way." That's right. Yeah, because who would look at it and say, "Yeah, it was good that I was sold into slavery. Yeah, it was good that, that I had to sit in prison for years." Sar- yeah, yeah, dark. Uh, yeah, cell. that's yeah. not the human definition of good. No. <laughs> but. That perspective change, that holy yeah. perspective change, is what we need and what we look for, and that's happening here. Like, right? What is prolonged and prosperous life? 
for a Christian? Mm-hmm. Is it that I live to 99 years old? Right. Um, maybe not. But right. maybe it's I live to, you know, I think about my dad. My dad died 62. I lived to 62, but, like, the quality was there. Like, yeah. We had a good family. Like, we loved the Lord. The Lord was good to us. Like, mm-hmm. we had all we needed, you know? Like, right. it just what it wasn't, you know, elaborate or yeah. even long, you know? I mean, you know, but but it was good. Yeah. Know? So I think mm. that gives you that perspective change. You For know? sure. And it's, it takes time. That's not a perspective I had six years ago when right. my dad died. Right. I was, I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was angry at God. You know, um, but now I see that prolonged and prosperous life because it was so good. You know, the Lord was so good to us uh, through all that. Yeah. Yeah. Up up to the, I mean, our whole life, but, but, uh, and I see the hand of God in amazing ways Mm. through all that, you know, but oftentimes, and this is true for Joseph. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, it takes, took. I don't know. It had to take thirty years. I don't know. Like, <laughs> sure. But it took thirty years for him to be able to have that perspective. Right. Exactly the way it was. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time for us too. But the Lord is good. Yeah. Um, definitely. And family helps us see that. Yeah. Uh, we're we're long here, so let me wrap these last two up real quick. Uh, the Lord established the family so they would learn to love him. This is the Shema, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, Israel, the Lord is one. The Lord is God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yeah. Jesus reiterated these words. He, That's right. He said this is the greatest commandment. Uh was twofold. This one and uh, the second one, love your neighbor as yourself from Leviticus. Mm-hmm. He, he lumped them all together. But this was that idea, like the whole idea of like the family was like God saying, I love you and I want you to love me. Yeah. I want you to hear it. I want you to act upon it. Like that's that, like you said, that actionable love. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not just emotional. It's not. Uh, in fact, it's not an emotional word at all. Yeah. It's an action word. It's it takes action. And he says, I want you to love me with everything, heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yeah. Like he gives you all the things. Like all of your being. I want you to love me with everything yeah. that you have, and and instill those to your family. Because then he says, right. and teach these things to your kids. Yeah. When you're on the road, when you wake up, when you're at, at <laughs> the table, down, when you're yeah. going to bed, and like when you're in the car, you know, I mean, he didn't say that. Yeah. Like all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's not like all the time and everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's just those moments. Like, it doesn't have to be like, take out your Bibles now. And, right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Come along, children. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's not the, you know, the boxes on the heads, you know, necessarily. Just for those sake, it's, yeah. it's this is what the Lord is doing in our midst. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Look at God's creation. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, finding look at how good God is. those moments yeah. to yeah. point out God's goodness um, in those natural moments of life, which is the ones He mentioned. So, yeah. Uh, the last thing, and I, I we could talk about the love Him part a lot longer. Absolutely. But yeah. We're, we're short on time here. We we've gone longer than normal. Well, we're getting back into it. Yes, yeah, so, yeah we're, we're getting back into the, the flow here. That's true. The the final one was the Lord established the family so they would pass his ways to the future generations. Yeah. And he says that. Verse 2 says, give this to your sons and your grandsons. So it's mm-hmm. not just, you know, you teach, you know, um, Anna Grace, Sophie, Merritt, and Audrey. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> eventually going to be a time where you teach their kids. Yeah. You know, you have... You have these things you are helping to pass along to their kids, and 
and possibly great, you know, grandkids, you know, great grandkids. And, but you're starting that so that they'll pass it on. You know, that's, that's that's a beautiful thing. That's what God has called us all to do. We'll all have the opportunity eventually to do that. And many in our congregation, many listening may already have that opportunity and find those ways to do it. And it doesn't have to be formal. Like, yeah, it's just, you know, letting them see the love of God in you first. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, it's finding those opportunities to, invite them along and walk side to side with them yeah to show them who god is you know Mm -hmm. uh, we often try to convey who god is to our family members face to face yeah this lecture or this like let me sit you down and tell you all about discipleship time yeah (laughs) i think discipleship happens better when you're shoulder to shoulder and you're just doing life and mm-hmm. it's like, hey, look at what God is doing. Yeah. Look at how God has done this. I'm so thankful God has done that. And there's times for a formal teaching sure. too. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not discrediting that. But I, I wouldn't put all of your eggs in that basket of, yeah. hey, son, let me sit down with you and teach you. you know, right. Like, well, and I think that's back mm-hmm. to what God's been teaching me of how, like, my work for the mm-hmm. Lord is a, it's a part of everything yeah. I do. It's not just... On Sunday morning from 11 to 12, yeah, uh, as as I'm leading worship, but it, it's uh, it's it's at all times and everywhere, just like mm-hmm. we just said mm-hmm. that, <laughs> just like the scripture teaches us. Yes, it's all the that? time and everywhere. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, like we're taking a team of 11 people to <clears throat> Augusta this week, mm-hmm. um, and you know, a lot of mission trips are like, hey, what can I go do, right, or what right. can I teach someone, or whatever, you know. These, these mission trips, this mission trip is going to be us going and just getting to know people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's going to be a challenge for many of us. It's going to be a challenge for me. Um, but it's going to be good because it's it's that more, let me walk with you. Let me get yeah. to know you. Let me share with you. Let me guide you. Let me help you. Um, not let me sit down and tell you, Yeah. have you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Right. You know, as, what you know? Have you repented of your sins and yeah. believed on the Lord Jesus? You know, it's not. Which that's scary for a lot of people anyway, because they don't know how to do that. Number sure. one, so then they don't. Number two, that's really, really not how. That's not the most effective no. way. Well, and I think that while that whole let me sit down and get to know you, mm-hmm. that is the more difficult work. But I would argue it's the more fruitful work, though. I, and I think it's it's more simple. It is difficult because you have yeah. to drum up. Sure. That. But it is more simple to get to deep things. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Rather than just out of the air. Yeah. You know, Do you know if, where you would go if you if died you tonight? Would, <laughs> were yeah. to die tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think about And, you know, and I, it's, I, I, I'm so thankful for the training and faith evangelism I received. Sure. As a teenager, I'm, uh, I'm thankful my church taught me the Romans Road. Those yeah. things are, they're, they're embedded. Yeah. And, and they're could, still valuable. I could pull yeah. them up right now and yeah. have this. But I find it's more often, rather than a drumming up, a, a you know, let me knock on your door. And, and you know, have you yeah. trusted the Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah. Yeah. You, have, you have no clue who I am, yes. but let me share this deep gospel truth with it's, you. Yeah. It's, but I still end up using those in that shoulder-to-shoulder kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. We, we um, it's real easy to be negative to how you learn things but they were doing the best they knew how at the sure. time we've learned more since then yeah. so we we try to do it as long as we can't make the error of not doing anything absolutely yeah 
um, that's the worst error possible. So mm-hmm. we got to do something. But hopefully we can learn and grow and mm-hmm. learn how to do this side to side and right. shoulder to shoulder. Well, I think it's a great example of being a, a student of what's going on around you, being yeah. aware of what's going on around yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, that that method is not working. <clears throat> it's not working as as it's not as effective anymore. Mm-hmm. So what? How can I get this same message across in a different way that's mm-hmm. more effective? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a smart way to look yeah. at things. So, yeah. well, here is where we turn it over to you. So. Every week, we're going to have these conversations, and we want you to be a part of them. We would love for it to not just be a conversation between Derek and myself, but a conversation between you as well. So if you have questions or thoughts on what we talked about during this time, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life, or you can comment on the YouTube video, or you can call our church office. But it's not just questions. We also want to know... How, what did God show you? What what can we celebrate with you? Not just let us try to fix your problems or let us try to answer your questions. How can we celebrate with you? Because we are a family of believers and celebration is a part of being a family. So we'd love to hear from you. Um, we're going to continue on next week. Uh, we will have weekly episodes now after we've taken our break. Uh, but we'd love for you to share this with as many people as you could uh, so that other people can be a part of the conversation with us. But until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. We hope that you'll join us as we continue down the path.